Welcome to Dom and Dragons, a Goats and Dragons campaign featuring Dominic Monahan. We at Helpful Goat want to be very clear about something. Black lives matter. Systemic racism is real and pervasive, as evidenced by, among other things, the ongoing and infuriating lack of justice for black victims of police violence. Please support organizations that are working to dismantle systems of oppression. Support organizations that support black lives. Support black lives directly. For resources and a starting place, please see the links in our episode description. And as always, please be warned, this podcast may include adult situations and language. You know, the kind of language used by people who are heartbroken and enraged at the current state of the world, and occasionally channel that into their role-playing. You're welcome. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Um, I'm just going to run, pour myself a glass of Prosecco. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. I just had, we just had the most <laughs> epic game of League of Legends where we were ahead. Holy shit. Uh, th- we were ahead 13-8. We ended up getting beaten, and there was a guy on our feed called Daniel that was just screaming at our entire team the entire time, <laughs> like, back, why aren't you defending me? Help me out, all this kind of stuff. And at the end, me and my friend who were on the game together, we were like, Jesus Christ, Daniel, you lost us the game. And he was losing his mind. Because we, we were like, managers, and he's trying to shot goal for us. And in the feed, we're like, Daniel, what are you doing? Jesus Christ, you lost his mind. Um, yeah, go for it, man. In, I'll be back in a sec, you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, I really hope my creaking computer is able to deal with video and roll 20 and Twitch. You know, in fact, I'm not even going to go anywhere near Twitch. We'll see what happens next week. I just got a new PC today, which I've not set up yet. So I'm still on my Mac. This time next week, I'll be on an Alienware uh, PC. So we should have a little Yeah, the only only bummer is that the the internet coming into my house is at a very poor rate. So that might scupper any machine, but who knows. I heard LA specifically has been having really hard troubles with that. Yeah, it's kind of a general. And we'll uh, we'll let you know if if uh, Daniel shows up in the Twitch chat. We'll pass along any messages. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Too good. Welcome back to Burden, a muddy spot under the boot of the Gohomian army. If you have a sword, you best know when to draw it. If you have money, you've probably left. And if there's someone you trust in this forgotten place, you hold on to them. We're all just trying to make it here, and maybe we ain't looking too close about what you gotta do to be good in a place like Burden. Oh my god.
apologies. Hello and welcome to Dom and Dragons, uh, the podcast where helpful gaming plays Dungeons and Dragons with Dominic Monahan. Uh, tonight, I'm Andrew Gilbert. I'm usually Andrew Gilbert, but tonight, I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master. And I'm not alone with me, as always, is the unbenevolent dictator of Helpful Goat, Galway, playing the turtle druid, Mekek Tumbledown. Hey, everybody. Lena, playing the Azamar warlock, Elifire. Hi. Adam, playing the bugbarian, Connie Demure. Hi, everyone. When I'm on my phone tonight, it's me on Twitch. I'm not just, like, messaging and stuff, okay? Hmm. Sure. When I'm on my phone tonight, I'm probably playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Dominic Monaghan playing the halfling monk, Cryon Fane. What's up, friends? Just a little representation. Because, you know, Manchester United need more press, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a very Time. obscure club. Yeah. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, welcome. Can you, can they see us go away? Presumably. Yes. Excellent. I, I, okay. I'll be put it this way. Stream preview says they can see us. Can you all see us? Can y'all see us now? Let us know on Twitch if you can see us. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Hey, we're live here. Uh, you can actually see us in our faces. Uh, if you join the live stream, um, and if you're listening to this podcast, come on over to the live stream. Uh, good times, good times there. Uh, that that's at uh, twitch.tv slash helpful goat uh, also feel free to ask questions in the chat um, we'll uh, w- you know we're playing a game so we, we can't always uh, have an eyeball on that but we have plenty of really fun people in the chat uh, who can answer a lot of your questions uh, or can lead you in the right direction um, yeah uh, also, can, I, can I interject a little thing here please Oh yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing. I've been telling these guys this for a while. I'm playing on a very clunky MacBook Pro. It's like a 2012. Unfortunately, if I open up Roll Twenty and Discord and my character sheet and Twitch, it just <laughs> not like me. My computer gets really hot, so I can't open up Twitch. So if you guys have a burning question and we have time and you want to throw it to the guys, maybe the other guys who are on Twitch might be able to throw it my way. But unfortunately, not on Twitch at the moment. This time next week, fingers crossed. Nice. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. All right. Uh, and a couple thank yous specifically to Sam Winnie, who wrote uh, the theme song Beasts of Burden uh, and our uh, sort of ending song of session five. Um, I don't, do we have a name for that? I'm sure we do for the song. The Myriad? Yeah. Question mark? Oh. I thought that was called Weird Mountain Shit. Yeah, maybe Weird Mountain Shit. Siege Santa theme? Okay. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and to Monty at Miraculous Monty on Twitter uh, for the amazing character art. Uh, oh my gosh, they're the best. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Just, it's so great. Uh, and also, uh, we've we've honestly been playing a lot of games lately just with our Discord. Um, so if you type in exclamation point Discord in the chat, you'll get a link to be able to join that. Um, and it's it's almost daily where we're asking uh, fans in the Discord to to play with us. Um, and and having a good time that way. So if that's something you might be interested in doing, or just want some human connection, because we talked, you know, about uh, all kinds of. Well, we had a dating sim conversation on there not too long ago. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's it's a really good time. Uh, Today we had a conversation about alternate terms for casual sex. That's true. Yeah. Buffing, buffing, boning. <laughs> buffing is uh, pretty good. The beast with two backs. Yeah, mm. <laughs> it's a solid. Um, Can't go wrong with Shakespeare. Shagging, obviously, you guys know shagging. 
Yeah. Very well. And, like, we're trying to come up with ones that don't have, like, any stigma attached to them. It's really challenging. People stigmatize this stuff so much. What you, so you're looking for a positive phrase for sex yeah. that doesn't have any weird... Strings attached. For, kind of specifically for, for casual sex, because Lena was reading, like, a study or something that was referring to it as promiscuous sex, which seemed, like, judgment-laden. That's very judgment-laden. Uh, yeah, I think shagging in England is, is, is deemed to be a little casual. Obviously, there's making love, but shagging is just like, oh, yeah, you fancy a shag type thing. That's, that's very chilled out. I like making love, but with no strings attached. You know what I mean? Making like? Oh. <laughs> no, that's good. Anyway, um, this kind of, yeah, this is the sort of stuff we talk about on our Discord. So if this is at all interesting, which I love it, uh, join us there. Yeah. That's great. Um, I, love, I love those weird <laughs> conversations that come out. You know, no, it's so awesome. I had this conversation. Well, I've been having this conversation for years with people, which makes no sense, but it's just an interesting thing to talk about. What if, and I'm going to get this right. What if writers were just books written by better writers? So what if what what if C.S. Lewis, his entire existence and his entire back catalogue was just another piece of work written by J.R.R. Tolkien? What if writers were just books written by better writers? So like that's what I mean, you guys. You can't answer that question. Yeah, Gerald Tolkien was made up by Homer, I'm pretty sure, so. Right, right. Like what if what if these people are just filtering down? They're like, "Oh, we need we need a slightly kiddie version of Lord of the Rings. I'll create JK Rowling, I'll create the whole experience. <laughs> I'll create Harry Potter because you need an author." Yeah. But it's really written by the ultimate writer up here, you know. Anyway, who wrote Dan Brown then? I did. Andy wrote Dan Brown. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry about that one. <laughs> you should be ashamed I'll do of better. yourself I'll do better next time. nah Dan Brown's great I'm sure he's fine I like the Da Vinci Code but the movie was like oh what yeah. I like <laughs> Angels and Demons more than I like the Da Vinci Code Ooh. but this is neither here nor there because we are here to play goddamn <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons we are really bleeding out the intro time here I love it <laughs> it's a good time all right. Uh, well, I think without further ado, we jump into tonight's game of Dumb and Dragons. Last time on Dumb and Dragons. As the town, now quite literally in the shadow of a looming fortress, discusses the next steps, the beasts of burden, our adventurers, retreat to Cryon's room to discuss what should be done privately. Setting on Maybe not abandoning the town and running away with all of the townsfolk. Perhaps it looks more advantageous to try to bring the thing down itself. Maybe even turning the tide of the war. As they discuss this, it appears uh, at the moment, and tell me again, we'll jump into if any of this is wrong, that's fine. It appears that Cryon and Kalia were thinking of maybe uh, going to look for a few griffins just outside of town. And that Elephant Rose wanted to obtain some alchemist's fire uh, that, that Rose had stored under the town many years before. Makek and Connie are still figuring out how they're going to help, and as all of this was starting to become solidified, you discovered a couple drow spies listening at the door. 
a quick chase ensued, and luckily the beasts were able to capture them. Now, after an hour of interrogation, the only response you've been able to get out of these spies is the phrase, I am Gohonia's riddle. You've noticed that the mountain has stopped advancing toward the town for now. And though the sky has grown overcast, you can still tell it's there. And yet the people of Burden still await some plan of action um, from the local folk heroes. So, ladies and gentlemen, what is it you would like to do? Andy, the first thing that Connie would have done as part of the interrogation of those drow spies... Sure. He would have definitely kind of tried the strategy of going to from one to the other and saying, Ah, so you say you're Gahonia's riddle, but, uh, got news for you. The other guy says he's Gahonia's riddle. So what do you say to that? I am Gohonia's riddle. All right, and Connie goes from that guy to the other guy. All right, now, what did you say you were? I am Gohonia's riddle. Aha! The other guy says he's Gohonia's riddle. So what do you say to that? And so on and so forth for the next half hour you do this. Have we separated them? Are they in the same place? Yeah. I think we should certainly separate them. Can we Absolutely. separate them? You've, yeah, you've, you've tried a bunch of things, uh, and so far that's all you can get out of them, but um, if you want to do something more creative or more extreme, please. More creative me. than Connie's idea? Come on. Such a creative idea. I mean, I think we should probably at least experiment with physical violence. Um, <laughs> I think we should at least experiment. I mean, let's, let's, let's float that boat out there. Um, you know... That seems to be effective in, in some negotiations. Does anyone have like a high ability to punch someone in the face? Would that be Connie more than anyone else, maybe? You yeah. probably would be the best at that, but Connie certainly can punch, yeah. I will say this. After after a half hour of of them just continuously saying, I am Gahonia's secret, Connie's definitely going to punch both of them at least once really, really hard. Okay. Didn't they specify that they're Gaholni as a riddle? Yes. What did yeah. I say? Yeah. Okay. Secret. 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 You're drunk. Connie's drunk. He's been drinking. Connie has drunk. been drinking. Interrogation. If, if the punching starts, Kalia would, would kind of step outside, and she even kind of looks at you, Cryon, and maybe just shakes her head a little. <laughs> steps out the door. Shame. Shaming me. That's not Kalia judging Cryon. That's Andy judging Dom. No, no, no. Judge. I didn't put. I didn't lay a finger on him. Yeah, you're um, good. Okay, so they're cones. I mean, like it, something has seemed a little odd to you, and that is, they've literally only said those words and literally only said them in that order. They've been brainwashed, you guys. They've been brainwashed. We need to try and unbrainwash them. Could I do a, a medical check on them to see if they had? I don't know. Seemed like they had any major injuries, if they showed any signs of like being hypnotized or anything like that. Anal probe. <laughs> Besides the injuries that were sustained from you guys, uh, there's not much else. They are both at one hit point. Metagame. Can I do an investigation check for any kind of 
attachments or something in their hair or in their ears or something like that. Sure, yeah, give me an investigation check, too. Yeah. And Connie, did you swing your pike at one of them? No, I just punched one of them. Oh, okay. Just making sure. Investigation. Oh, oh dear. No. We've reversed a trend. Oh. At two. I'm sorry, right. guys. You're good. You're good. Uh, we should take a break, Andy. We should take a already, break. Already, yeah. <laughs> Reset the clock. <laughs> it's been too long. Cryon, yeah, it's it's. You're feeling the pressure. You, you you know the town is is like in the main part of this tavern, waiting to hear from you guys. Kalia kind of gave you a dirty look. Uh, he, you really want to know what's going on, and you want to you want to be safe, and you want to figure out what's best for everyone. And your your head's just not quite in it as you're looking through and searching them. You don't think there's anything on them. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> McKeck's gonna sort of look at them. Um, if you're the riddle, are you meant to be answered? Oh, I am Gohonia's riddle. Does like does like anybody of you like um like you Turtle Man? Do you like um like know how to do like uh like read mind reading? Can you read minds? Can you read minds? I can't because I'm I'm not a preparation caster, but maybe you can. I cannot read minds. Um, are you a riddle from Gaholnia or a riddle for Gaholnia? The syntax is a little unclear. I am Gaholnia's riddle. All right, and this is where Connie punches him. <laughs> but now I have a question. If that's the way they acted, yeah. does it seem like he listened to me and thought about it and was trying to give an answer and instead what came out was I am Gaholnia's riddle? Right, or is it like Pavlovian? It just kind of... Yeah, give me out. an insight check. So it's not an anagram for anything good? Uh, nine, not 19. Sorry. It's hard to say. It, it seems like they're having different emotions and the tone of voice seems to change. This is a little bit of a I am Groot situation, perhaps? You're having trouble reading that, what that is. You guys, you guys, you guys, do you think, do you think this is the riddle? Is this what we're supposed to be solving? Is this the riddle? Them? Ellis, what the hell are you talking about? No, she, she might be onto something here. Yeah, I might be onto something, honey. Ha ha, ha ha, fuck you. <laughs> if they are called riddle, then we have to solve them. We have to ask a different question, maybe. They're sort of they're sort of tied up, right? I'm assuming they're sort of tied and bound. Sure. Yeah. However, um, yeah. to to keep secure, not gagged, obviously. Can you tap your foot once for yes, twice for no? I am Gohonia's riddle. Did the dialect change? Mm, they're slight French accents. I was like, accent? <laughs> um, it wanders. Okay. <laughs> It's become Provencal. <laughs> what if Cryon asks, what is Cohonian's riddle? I am Cohonian's riddle. Jesus, Jesus. Just <laughs> <laughs> that conundrum, you guys. I thought I was onto something there. Did someone do this to you? I am Cohonian's riddle. Well, I mean... We didn't... 
see them say anything prior to us catching them, correct? No, as soon as you opened the door pretty quickly, they bolted in different directions, not saying anything. And we didn't hear them call anything like during the chase right. or... Um, one of the two of them, the one that I was chasing, turned into a hawk, I remember. Looking over his stuff, do I... I, I think they were both men. I don't remember. Yes. Um, do I see anything that I might recognize as a druidic focus? Or any... Because, like, that's a thing that McKeck knows as a possibility. Right. But... <laughs> yeah, in fact, one of the things that Cryon found and put kind of aside, because he wasn't sure what it was, uh, is kind of a little ringlet of, like, uh, moss and vine. Um... And it looks like it might could be worn as a kind of a bracelet, even perhaps. That might be a druidic focus. You could see. Could I? Yeah. Could I investigate that more? Yeah. Give me a maybe an Arcana check. Ooh, what's Arcana like? Dark magic. Yeah. Some. Isn't it just magic in general? Yeah, kind of a magic in general. I miss guidance. Nine. You think it's possible? Certainly. Yeah. Do I think it is itself magical or? You not you don't feel that, and both of them have one. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I can look at it too. I'm really good at looking at magic things. Yeah, I think this could be a druidic focus. I'm not sure though. I mean, if they both have one, we could do it. Sorry, this is crying. So, if they both have one, we could do a trial and error where maybe we manipulate or destroy a bracelet and see if that changes anything for one. Hmm. Possible. I'd like to know a little bit more about it first. Do you see anything, Elif? I guess uh, I want to look at the bracelet and try to see things about uh, it. Arcana. Um, uh, yeah. Do you have guidance? I forget. Oh, I do. Can I have cast guidance? Sure. Give me a d4 then, too. Nine. This is great. We're so good at rolling tonight. I've rolled a nine twice. <laughs> yeah. You, you again, yeah, you feel it could be a focus. You're not super familiar with druids um, like McKeck is. So, yeah, it's hard to tell. But on a, on a different level, and I think probably yeah. a different check, do I recognize the herbs and the rest that it's made out of? Yeah, give me a nature check then. I have rolled three nines. <laughs> You can, yeah, you can tell it's it's somewhat of a rare sort of small, thin vine that uh, would require a bit of, of need to, to, to procure. But again, yeah, you think it's certainly possible. You, you don't have much to go on. Is it something from this area or is it? Uh, with a nine, it's... It feels a little foreign to you, so probably not from this area, but you don't know where. Okay. Can I do a check to see if it has any, like, meaning that I can figure out based on, like, I don't know, things I've heard of and seen in the past? Yeah, uh, history, perhaps. These are just, like, bracelets that they think are funny, and we're just getting obsessed with them. Nine! These rolls. What the fuck? All of our rolls so far have been below ten. Yeah. Except for your one-handed... Pike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your punch. Yeah. Except for my punch. My punch is the only thing that's been effective. A nine makes, yeah, it's hard to hard to tell exactly. You've never exactly heard of anything like this. Um, again, yeah, you're, you're just basically at the point where you think it's possible. 
Um, but you can't tell much more than that. Okay. I mean, the, the most evidence you have for them being druids is one of them turned into an animal, but there are theoretically other ways for that to happen, too. <clears throat> we didn't find anything on them when we searched them, any, like, notes or anything. No. Uh, specifically, they don't seem to be traveling very far, m- meaning they didn't have anything else on them. No ration, packs, no packs. Or, yeah. yeah. But we don't, they're not from this town, right? We don't recognize them? None of you recognize them, now. Aside from them saying the same phrase over and over again, do they seem like outside of that they're in a trance or are they normal and they can only just say one thing? Yeah, good question. Give me an insight check. See how Cryon feels about that. Someone, someone has to roll something. Come on, double digits. Not asking for a lot here. Come on. Double ten. digits. Not asking Double for a lot here. Cheesy, crazy. Yeah, with a ten, it's you can tell they don't seem to be in a trance. That becomes pretty obvious to you. They seem to be with it. They're locking eyes with you. They're they're almost answering in a tone of voice that seems like it conveys meaning. Just the words are exactly the same. And and at this point, yeah, you're having a hard time thinking you're going to get much else out of them. Connie. Uh, and has lost patience for all of this, he would suggest just dragging them to the to the burden jail and just throwing them in, into the cell for now. But I would also like to suggest as Adam, I, I would like maybe to see what would happen if Connie happens to drag one or both of these guys past the uh, goblin who we've called Cannon. I was going <laughs> to... I'm very yeah. curious about... Because, because Connie's not an idiot. And uh, <laughs> the fact that the goblin um, seems to know something about the mountain that he's been saying since we first met him, like that line about, if you're up there, and this is my Andy impression, well, if you're up there, where are the birds going to be? Something like that. <laughs> Sounds exactly like it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so what, what would happen if the goblin got a chance to kind of be all weird and peer into these drow guys' eyes and yeah. say one of his weird lines to them. Sure, yeah, you, you start to kind of drag him to the jail. Uh, Rose is there with a few kind of armed friends of hers, um, so she can escort them if you want, but uh, you you sort of drag them past can of worms and he uh, the wolves just like go right up to this person and <laughs> and um, yeah, can of worms and says Ah, you're up there. You shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. He's saying that to the drow? Yeah. Connie's going to be like, Hey, Of, uh, could you elaborate on that in maybe like a sane way? The birds are supposed to be up there in the sky. All right, you know what? Never mind. Not the mountains. Never mind. I mean, he's right. He's like totally right. That was super sane. I'm right. I'm fucking right. <laughs> are you saying? Right. Are you saying that they're from the mountain? Yes, you smell it. <laughs> you can smell it on them. Ellis gonna lean in and sniff them. Uh, give me a perception check. There it is. Finally, twenty-two. Now that he's pointed this out, Ellis. You get that that almost sort of ozone smell, that smell like just after a, a rain. Um, oh, petrichor. Petrichor. Is that, what, 
Ah. You get a, a petrature. The smell of the earth before and after the rain. Yeah, you get you get sort of that sense, that, that kind of smell in it. And it it feels a little foreign to you because all the sort of rain smell that you smell is just sort of mud and dirt and the the dirt of this city and its people. This does smell fresher and cleaner a bit, but yeah. Oh my god, y'all, they do like they smell really weird. They smell super weird. Like like clean rain. We don't have that here, like right? Like never. I haven't tasted clean rain since the night Vern and I met. Wait, did I say that out loud? <gasps> yeah, you did. Come on, let's get out of the trial. I'm dragging you to the jail. Okay, then. All right, yeah. Uh, it, Rosie, Rose says that uh, she can take him for you. That's fine. So she just kind of stops you then and says, look, the people need to know what you're doing. Are you... Are we evacuating, or are we trying to fight this thing? Hey, Rose, now seems like a really great time to have a conversation with you, because I really want to talk to you really quick again. I know we like, tried to talk last episode and the episode before, and you're just being really, like, cryptic, like, all the time. Like, super, 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 super cryptic. Anyway, my question is, like, what have you been doing, and, like, what is this big deal that you've been doing? And does it maybe relate to this? And even if you don't think it does, it probably does. I bet it does. So, like, what have you been doing for the last seven years? What's up? Breathe. Stop being cryptic. Breathe, child. Walk with me to the jail. Sure. Okay, sure. Deliver the prisoner. Have another espresso. Just calm down. Have another relax. <laughs> uh, so Elif then and Rose will go off um, escorting the prisoners to the jail. Um, then what are the rest of you doing? This is tough, you guys, because I'm not, I don't think, unless we crack the code and break these draw to actually tell us something that we know, we're kind of wasting our time. They're just they're just kind of holding us up from what we actually want to do. Like I don't think they have the secret to old mountain experience, right? And we're hoping to get a little bit of information out of them, but like what do they really know? They're just privates in the army, right? I mean, Were they wearing any kind of uniform or anything? Uh, no, specifically not the red and white of Goholnian army uniforms. Um but like they weren't dressed identically or anything that would suggest a uniform. In fact, they were probably dressed in more rags and dirty clothing to seemingly fit into the town. Is maybe what you'd guess. Fuckers. I, I mean, I, I like Connie's idea of like, if we're not getting anywhere with these guys, let's stick them in a cell and we'll, we'll put a pin in that thing until later type thing. Sure. Because does anyone know how to get these guys to say anything about them. It's not an anagram, right? It's not an anagram. It's way too specific, that thing. Well, like, it c there could be an anagram of but it. But it won't be helpful. But at that level of, like, entropy of that many characters, yeah, that yeah. would be rough. Okay. Um, Especially if we didn't have a key we were trying to solve for. Like, if we had a word for it, then you could probably sort the rest, but... Yeah, no, and frankly... Knowing Andy, I, I'm reasonably sure that we're not supposed to figure this out. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, you've played this game before. Yeah. One of the many mysteries, perhaps. So I, I would say that McKeck would probably be going and... Last we've sort of discussed, there are griffins, which might be a way to get up there. We know that the elk are... The giant elk are tied to this rock... So it seems like it probably doesn't fly as in move on its own. It just hovers. Um, and 
we had discussed that Elif is getting lots of explosives, which is making her very happy. And that I might be trying to sort of um, concoct any oils or anything else that I know of that could help fire and explosions spread. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. That was kind of our, our separate little paths toward that, that, uh, figuring out the mountain and taking down the mountain perhaps. Um, and Kalia even sort of suggests like, I don't mind going with Cryon. Um, I can show him where the, the Griffins were. I, I can bring back the rest. And he said he wanted to do maybe a, a lap around and see if he saw anything. So are we pretty sure that they're not going to just shoot down a griffin? Hopefully. Not there, but I have invisibility. So I can make one creature invisible. So pick which griffin you love the most and pick which person you like the least. <laughs> and we'll pair those together. And we'll be good. <laughs> 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 I feel like, you know, knowledge is power, right? Any kind of garnering of information, a, a reconnaissance of sort. I mean, if, if, if it is Cryon or whoever that does it, they fly close enough and garner any type of information. Because at this point where we're at is a little bit of a dead end, right? It is kind of an overcast night. Or uh, it's like afternoon at this point. Um, you could probably get pretty close and have a decent amount of cover especially from the mountain itself. I like it. I'm not trying to steer you. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I, I'd, I'd be into that. Uh, I'm the lightest of the group, right? And I have pretty good... What would that be? Is, would that be insight? To check, to, to see something from a distance and gain some money from it? Is that... uh, perception to, like, look around. Probably animal handling to, to make sure you can move the griffin around. What is my perception? Oh, it's a two. It's not fantastic. That's decent. Um, my animal handling is a two. Um, what are you guys going to do when I do that? I mean, it's none of my business. Really and McKeck, you could probably uh, get those oils around pretty quickly if if you wanted to like go with Kalia and Cryon or Elif and, and Rose. You probably could still do that in the amount of time. Uh, you know what, guys? I... I, I I think I'd be happy to, to, to escort my new friend, Elif, on her part of this little mission that we're on. I I care, I care about burden, and I care about wig moles, but mostly I just care about s staying with Elif here. <laughs> And making sure that she doesn't leave my sight. You got a little Nixon there. You, you bled a little Nixon. Insight 13. I just want to see how genuine he's being about caring about Burden and Wig Malls. And I will say, me. I'm yeah. not lying. Um, Connie yeah. does care about Burden. But are you he, being genuine? He does care about Burden. He does care about Wig Malls. Because he hates Cahonia. And but more than any of that, he cares about sticking with Elif and not letting you out of his sight. Yeah. That's all true. Okay, like like you would normally be welcome, Connie, because we're we're buddies now, right? We're like super tight. So 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 tight. Tight like this. Um but yeah, exactly, exactly. But unfortunately, this is like a private conversation between Rose and me catching up because we haven't seen each other in like 10 years, seven years. You understand, like, right? You want to catch up with people sometimes, so we're just going to catch up, okay? 
Does... Does, does, does Connie have any kind of history with Rosie? I mean... No, no, not... I mean, yes, uh, in that... In that Rose was sort of a leader of kind of a local gang, but Rose is also very out of the limelight and not the one to do anything specifically. So, so you don't have any personal connection to that person. If Rosie's around, what during this interaction that Connie and Elf just had, does Rosie seem like she's kind of like vibing with Elf? Like, yeah, Connie, don't come with us. It seems like that. Yeah. She does say, uh, you can meet us, uh, up at the family estate, the street family estate, uh, just north of here. That's, that's underneath is where I hid the barrels. Um, street and, family estate. All right. Now what road do they live on? Uh, I believe it's Avenue road. Yeah. I believe it's Avenue North Avenue. Yeah. The street family on North Avenue. What was it? What was her maiden name? Thoroughfare. I don't know. I don't get that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Bye. Um. Hey, you know, I get it. I get it. I, I understand having a coworker who you want to have private moments with. So you guys do that and I'll just, I'll figure out my own thing to do. Right. Sounds great. Uh, Andy, Connie yes. will be tracking them. <laughs> He'll be following them from a distance. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, you can roll a stealth check. Also, you guys have completed a, a short rest, uh, even since the, the last fight, because you spent an hour at least trying to just, you know, interrogate these people. If there's any hit dice you want to, uh, to, to do, um, or crown, I believe you get back your key points. Well, so as a noob, what does that mean? Any, any hit dice mm -hmm. that you want to do? What does that mean? Yeah, so during the short rest, you can roll hit dice. Uh, you have up to your level in hit dice, like four in this case. Uh, and it will allow you to regain hit points for just a, a short little recovery. Oh, we don't just get them back automatically. You would at a long rest. Um, uh... But right now, you've only had time for a short rest. So I just hit the, the hit dice button and it will tell me? Yeah, uh, just kind of plan, plan like I want to do two or something, and then roll two of those. Okay. So, although as, as was pointed out to us uh, last time, that is actually explicitly not rules as written. Oh, is it really? You roll one, and then yeah. decide if you want to keep rolling them, oh. and you can continue making that. I don't know because we both do that. Is that a rule? I wonder if that would like change every because we started again playing five e sort of with the playtest version of this. So every once in a while, there's like a rule that carries over from that. So yeah, so roll one at a time and keep going if you want to. So I rolled a three, you guys, on a D8, right. which ended up becoming a four. Like, that would that's that put you up to average. 18 out of 25. And you can't choose to, it, you can add them together. So if you wanted to roll another die, yeah. you would then just add the four and whatever you next rolled together. Oh, so why wouldn't, why wouldn't I roll it again? They're an expendable resource. They're just a little slow to get back. Uh, so you'll get back two, like, after a long rest, two hit dice. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to roll it again. And, like, currently I have none, for example. Right. Okay, so we're all we're all kind of hankering for a long rest at some point, right? Yeah, so hopefully. I'm, I'm going to roll again. Okay. Come on, a eight. Nine. 
Oh, yeah. five. So nine total, okay, that'll, that'll bring you to uh, thir- 23. So you're only two off of your backs. It's pretty good. Yeah. Anyone else? I, I rolled one. Nice. I'm out of hit dice, and I think, and you don't get any hit dice back from a short rest, right? Right. Wait, how, so how come you're out of hit dice, Adam? Because at our last short rest, I spent hit dice to recover mm. hit points. Right, and then you kind of got a bit of a pounding in the last fight. Yeah, but I, I would say that I also gave a pounding. <laughs> Oh, no, it's almost certain. <laughs> no dispute. Uh, reciprocal pounding, one might say. Reciprocal poundings, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, but let's stop talking about Connie and Vern. I was just going to say, maybe that's another term for yeah. casual, uh, non-judgmental <laughs> sex. Reciprocal, reciprocal pounding. So academic. <laughs> um, I am going to point out strategically that I know we're like thinking of storming the mountain soon, tonight maybe, but strategically speaking, it might be good for you all to get a long rest. I'm fine. I can go for days. Um, I would deeply appreciate a long rest. I, like, I was just thinking of doing the reconnaissance, coming back and maybe just sharing information with you guys. Yeah, that makes sense. Around fight with an ocarina. Nice. This is the internationally approved gesture for ocarina. <laughs> is it? This, this is not squids on my face. This is ocarina. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> What time would you need to gesture squids on my face? When don't you? Well, you know, I mean, Spain, they love calamari in Spain. It happens a lot. It reminds me of Fates of Ren, of Burbage's Mask of Many Faces. That's true, yeah. Oh. That's, like, legitimately, like, one of my favorite things I have ever done in RPGs. I'm not going to spoil it for people who haven't listened to the podcast, but the Mask of Many Faces of Burbage was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I mean, like, I would love a long rest eventually, um, and also I don't, I like following Elif and Rosie is just like, top level, like, that seems like something Connie might do, but if somebody were to maybe give him an actual job, he might do it. And then also, yeah, like, if, do we think that a, a recon mission with Cryon and Kalia is, could we kind of how long might that take? Could that be something that we just kind of slot in here? Rather, because what I was thinking earlier was they do that while we approach with alchemy stuff at ground level and like... But instead they, they could do that while we're getting the barrels right. and I'm talking to Rose. Right. But he but, but, but have Cryon return back with information before we right. yes. launch an attack. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, what, what would be the reason? You know? Right. For... Sp- for right. splitting the party so extravagantly, I don't know, but I'm right, drawn in that direction right. always. So <laughs> yeah, it's best to be Hell explicit yeah. about these things. All right, uh, great, Mikek. Did you want to kind of prepare some of the oils and then head out with Kalia and Crown? Yeah, I probably would, if nothing else, because it's another person to help with the Griffins. Sure, Kalia. All right, um, you two kind of head out of town and start to go north. Um. Elif and Rosie, why don't we then have our conversation here as you're walking then along uh, with Elif. What is it uh, you'd like to say? 
so, like, no more cryptic shit, right? No more cryptic shit. Where the fuck were you for seven years, and what's going on? You keep saying, like, it's this big, huge deal. Like, it's, like, bigger than Gaholnia, bigger than the war, bigger than, like, the world almost. Like, it's as big as the world, right? Something huge was happening that you were involved in or are involved in or something, but you won't say what it was is... What is it? It's true, yes. Ah. Uh, well... I have reason to believe that, and this is going to sound kind of crazy, gods themselves are pulling the strings of actions within this, this world. Specifically one whose name I keep hearing over and over, Behalit. I'm not exactly sure what all this means, but one of her servants, Borir, seems to be very, very intent on this war in particular. These are not good things. When gods start playing with lives of people, this is never good. No, this looks super hella bad. Super, 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 super bad. You're right. Um, so, like, uh, do you know, like, intent on the war in what way? Like, what is he, she, them, what are they doing? Uh, what are they doing about the war? And also, how do we, like, get them out of it and not have them involved? Because this is really freaky. Uh, yeah, the war continuing, the destruction of Wigmoles. Though, I, I did have someone bring up an interesting theory. Maybe the war is entirely a distraction from something else as well. I don't know. If we can end it, or slow it down, or turn the tide, or, God forbid, even make it go quicker, I don't, I don't know which of these would be best, but I think we should be very wary of these kinds of situations. Yeah, yeah, like hella for sure. Um... Also, your friend had mentioned a music box... Do you know anything about that? Do you know anything about that? Maybe. W what do you know? Uh, it is not for you to worry about now. I just an odd hey, 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 coincidence. Hey, hey, Rose, like, like this whole thing, this whole town is now like my thing to worry about, right? Because you left for seven years. Seven years, Rose, seven years. You just left. So anything that might have anything to do with anything in this town is mine to worry about. And that has to do with this town. So what do you know about it? It has nothing to do with this town. It is some little halfling far away. Oh my god. God no, it damn it. It might have to do with this town. It definitely, like, maybe does, because, like, they were talking about it here, right? What halfling? God damn it. Some halfling named... What was his name? Don't Avery, even say it. Avery Kemp. Ugh. Something. Ugh. I wouldn't worry about it. It's fine. Do you want to kick the prisoners before we put them in their cell? <laughs> No, like, I feel like they could be, like, brainwashed or something. I kind of feel almost bad for them. And, you know, the prison might end up getting blown up with them inside of it, so that would suck for them. So we can just put them in the cell. Uh, as you open the jails, uh, a can of worms comes in with his two wolves and then just goes to his cell, opens it up, comes back, shuts it, and he kind of climbs up with his just his arms onto his cot and uh, seemingly starts to fall asleep. Okay, so, like, Rose, what would, if you were me in this situation and burden was your responsibility because you hadn't disappeared for seven years without a trace and made everyone think you were dead, what would you do? What would you do in this situation? As weird as it sounds, burden is a special place, at least for those who are here. 
I would do what I could to protect it. And we've done that. We've captured, and she's looking around the jail now, many soldiers already. Uh, the town is essentially free. I'm just worried about how to deal with the new threat. Yeah, like the, the, the new threat? That's like specifically, specifically what I'm asking you about, Rose. Not the soldiers. It's specifically the new threat. I, I, I don't know. I, uh, fight until the last of us. I mean, I can do that. I can blow shit up until we're all blown up. What a way to go, right? That's how I've always wanted to die. You feel it, though, don't you, too? Burden is special. It is. It's super, 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 super special. It shouldn't be. Why? It's a muddy spot in the middle of nowhere. It feels important. It feels like home. I don't know. I having a lot of feelings being back. <laughs> what do you think, like, makes it feel that way? Like, if you had to, like, close your eyes and point at something, what would it be? She points out. I don't know. Yeah. You guys, Crayon's getting restless. <laughs> so he's gonna... <clears throat> he's gonna bounce. He's gonna be like, okay, uh, Kalia. Okay, Kalia. I'll meet you at the Griffins. I'm gonna, uh, see if I can pick out a friendly one. And I think I think Crayon just yeah. head, heads off. He's, he's well-rested. He feels right. good. And uh, he wants to maybe see... I think you had said... Andy, that there was two or three griffins or three or four griffins. I think he's hoping to see if one of them is more tame than others. She, yeah, she had seen like two or three. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and McKeck and Kalia are, are coming with you. Yeah. It's, they don't mind um, roughing it. She'll show you where they were specifically. Crayon's just, he's just like me, Crime. He's allergic to waiting. He can't, <laughs> he cannot do it. He's like, yeah. he, has, he gets high <laughs> when he waits for things. Seriously, it's And you grew up in a monastery? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Cryon, uh, Mekek, um, you two, uh, and Kalia are, are making your way kind of north. Um, Kalia starts to kind of ask you, though, Cryon, uh, how, how is it that you came to, to Burden? What, what brought you here? I, don't get me wrong, I'm entirely glad that you're here. I just wondered why one of my saviors even came to this spot. Well, do you, do you know why I left? Do you know why I left the monastery? Not at all. I had to get as far away from that place as possible. Um, I was conducting my studies. I was doing the best I could throughout my daily rituals. And I started to see a few things that the abbot was doing to the locals to garner money that I did not agree with. Um, bordering on criminal. When I, uh, when I approached him about this, he asked me to leave, which I did, and I, I wasn't. I wasn't aware that in leaving, he was going to blame all of those 
crimes, basically, on me. So once I started to hear of those things happening, I got as far away as I could from from the monastery. Hmm. It is hard to do the right thing sometimes when everything about it is sort of telling you to just stay and put your head down and look a different way. And then she kind of looks over at you, Kek, and gives you a, a nod as well. Yeah, it, it's hard to keep the faith when the person who represents God turns out to be a criminal and blames it on you. But hmm. anyway, I don't want to get too upset about that because it might um, it might it might bristle the griffin's feathers if we don't. Very true. It is good to have a clean and healthy spirit going to them. And you, Mekek, I know I've left you alone for a few days. How's your spirit? Um, our town is more on fire than usual. It's true. Not just because of Elif. <laughs> I think I've only lit, like, one thing on fire, y'all. So, well, okay, and, like, that bush, but bushes don't count. Why? They do. Small. Small things don't count. Oh, God. <laughs> um, sort of like, and now wondering what to do about that. Pointing up at the mountain. I think it needs to be taken care of. I think this town needs someone to take care of it, but I'm worried about what it will mean to try to. I have a shop to run. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this is asking a lot. If you, if you don't hurt the elk underneath it, I would personally enjoy that. When we spoke, you said that they didn't enjoy pulling that mountain or being harnessed to it. I was hoping we would be able to detach them from it, and I was kind of hoping that they would, you know, scatter. Well, anything I can even do to help with that? But yes, if you free them, I could lead them away. I'm quite good at animals. Excellent. Yes, I think we're going to be trying to do that. If nothing else, the chaos of them not being able to move should sow some chaos and buy us an opportunity to do something else to the mountain. Fair enough, yeah. You were the smart one of the family. So, Cryon um, and McKeck, after after about 20 minutes of, of plotting, uh, you come to kind of the edge of a uh, light, I mean, uh, not quite dense, uh, light covering of trees. Um, it is starting to get toward the end of the afternoon, maybe even barely into the twilight. Um, the sun is low; it's casting that deep yellow across the land. Ooh. The trees, actually, in the fall up here, are beautiful colors of purples and pinks and oranges and. You take a moment, and of course, this makes sense. There are griffins in these, in these trees. And then you see a campfire. Now I fucking regret splitting the party. I hope you guys will all be okay. Uh, and around the campfire, uh, oh son of a bitch! Near the near the griffins, near in the exact place where the griffins were, type thing. Um, yeah, so, so this is where Kalia is, is leading you and pointing, 
Um, and then she she kind of gets down when when all of you see the firelight. Um, uh, a couple large tents have been set up, and she says, "It was right. It was right over here, right around here, in these in this small copse of trees." And if you want to, you could you could get a little closer. You don't see many people. You only see three or four people, uh, kind of just sitting on logs around the campfire right now. Right. Is that one figure that looks like a knight, someone that I recognize? Three of them are in Gaholian garb. One of them is very specifically in that gold uh, sort of uh, collar, fur-collared garb of the uh, Captain Heimlo. <gasps> Time for some outrageous Germanness. Wait, I thought Rose, like, captured all of them. Did some of them escape? The captain that turned into a demon dog thing? Yes, ran away. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. I don't know how. Is that, that's that captain? It's that captain, yeah. The one you chased. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, fuck. Yeah, he was kind of a beast, right? He was a, he was a little bit of a tank. You see, um, you see a, a drow as well, uh, sitting around the fire, and he sort of lifts up a chain and kind of uh, shakes it. Uh, and you follow the line of the chain uh, in, and you then see kind of emerging from the the two tents uh, between them uh, a rather large griffin who seems to be chained up. Uh, and at this, Kalia puts a, a hand to her mouth. And she looks then kind of pleadingly at you, Makek and Kryon. Hate this man slash demon dog more than words can express. Mm. So there's three of us, there's four of them and a griffin. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, give me a perception check if you're really kind of staring at these people. And if you want to get closer, that would make the check easier. Ooh, 19. Oh, we're picking up the pace, you guys. All right, all right. Yeah, with the 19, uh, Cryon, you're, you're peering into this, this little circle. The the captain who you recognize from the town, the guy that turned into the nasty demon dog thing, looks really hurt and beat up. Uh, he's he's just kind of sipping soup. He's hunched over the fire. Uh, the others are kind of taking care of him a little bit. Seems like he's recovering. Uh, and honestly, since you guys came here so quickly, you might have caught him before he's recovered too much. Hmm. Okay. So, a, a compromise. Warrior. Uh, Mikek, you're not really a warrior, right? You're more of a, uh, what are you, a he- you're a healer with, with a lot of defense, is that correct? Mm, it's a little of both. Increasingly, I'm discovering that my gammy may have had good points with regard to killing people with fire when they piss you off. <laughs> Gotta love gammies. And what about Kalia's ability in a in a fight is she in any ways you she specifically did not fight in the last one um so you would imagine if she was quite skilled at combat she would have joined that right away she's a little fragile she seems to have really good attunement with animals you've noticed um if that's helpful does it seem like she might be able to help us vis-a-vis um the griffin 
Did you ask her? Like, would she think that maybe she could persuade, yeah, Kalia, if we were to engage in combat, do you think you could get that nice griffin to murder the ever-loving hell out of all of the Goholnians, but not Cryon, and not me, and not you? Oh, that's a little specific. Uh, I could... I, I could... Uh, I could talk to him, literally. Um, and if he's feeling up to it, sure. Can I ask a noob question here? Since Hit me. Since there might be a few noobs here uh, wondering how this whole game consistently works. If you are asking a non-playing human character to do something, is that at the discretion of the dungeon master or is that a dice roll? Do you decide what Kalia does and doesn't do? Right, I've already written what she's able to do. Uh, and me and and Galway had already talked about her personality generally and that sort of thing. So from that, um, kind of a pre-written thing, I kind of know how she'll react. Yeah. As you say, in some characters, for example, if they weren't as... She regards us quite positively. One, we saved her, and two, she's generally in favor of fucking up the Goholnia shit. Um, but they, for example, it might require a persuasion role. Andy, like that would be fair right. of like, oh, yeah, I'm a little on the fence. I don't exactly know. Yeah, sure. If you roll well, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Right. Um, but with her, she's actually pretty inclined to help us. It's more a matter of what she can do. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. She says, yeah, if you can get me close enough to talk, I, I maybe need to be in 30 feet or so of them. Are we all able to see the length of the chain? Is it? It's significant. It's it's long enough that the gripping can actually move around. It's not a couple of feet type thing. Uh, right. Yeah. They're they're still another 60, 70 feet up from from you. Um, and over here's the griffin. So it's it's by them, but the chain is probably 15, 20 feet long. Okay. All right. What do you think, Goy? I have an idea that I could surprise them, but doing so will pretty much initiate the combat. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's talk about that. Maybe I can get myself into a combat position as well as you surprise them. What's, what's your idea? I'm pretty sure I can get to them without them seeing me at all. Ooh. And get in at least one attack slash making their life difficult? Yeah. I mean, I'm a halfling. I have a great ability to uh, kind of hide and be stealthy too. So if you were to pick a target, I could pick the other person and then maybe the griffin can go after the strongest. What, what, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that I turn into a giant badger tunnel my way there, and then appear under them, sucking one of them into the ground where I will beat him savagely. Wow. I, I, I was thinking you were going to do that too. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, McKeck, you could. You feel you can get pretty close probably um, with, a, with a stealth check uh, over to the to the tent, at least, uh, and that'll put you very close to the action when it pops off. Do you mean uh, Cryon? Cryon. Who did I say? I was like, yeah. I'm going to be under the ground. Yeah, no, you should be good. <laughs> I'm like, unless they have tremor sense or something. Yeah. Let me roll a stealth check. All right. 
Come on, stealth check. <sighs> that oh. was a fumble, but then Ooh. halfling luck kicked halfling in. Halfling luck. Oh my gosh, you rolled a one. <laughs> halfling luck kicked in, which made you automatically re-roll it. You rolled a 17. Boom. Oh, I didn't... That, that, that's rad, by the way, that it's automatic. Yeah. So it's automatically in my character yeah. sheet. If I roll a one, I automatically roll again. I would have forgotten that. That's so cool. Yeah, 17 plus six then puts you at 23. Um, Boom. Yeah, you, you can pretty much get as close as you want to this. So... Before before we were setting out, yeah. there are two guards that look like standard guards. Yeah. There is Captain Outrageously German. Yep. <laughs> um, and there's the Drow, yeah. who also looks like he's working with them. I mean, yeah. Because you had commented like he had a chain. It looks like he's holding the chain, not he is chain. Right. Yes, 100%. And Captain I'm an Enormous German Asshole uh, seems like he's still pretty hurt. Yeah. Whereas the guards look fresh, but probably not as tough as him. Yeah. Um, I'll probably say to uh, Cryon, I'll go for the guard on the left. When he falls screaming into the abyss, maybe start hitting people. Or not. <laughs> I'm going to just do badgers eat people? Mm. We're going to find out. Uh, all right, you. So you turn into a badger, giant badger, a giant badger. You start tunneling. You get decently deep enough where you don't think they should be able to sense it. You and you can place yourself then, kind of where you'd like to pop out. Cryon, you could probably get up to like here-ish uh, on the on the left side of the tent without anyone with that with, with that roll. Yeah, um, Kali is going to be a little further back. Um, but she's very carefully making no noise and moving very, very slowly. And all right, Makek, uh, how would you like to begin this? Uh, so giant badgers are medium creatures. Yeah. So the way I was conceiving of this is I'm probably like started 20, 30 feet underground. Okay, yeah. I have gotten to directly under him and now I have turned up. Gotcha. <laughs> And I'm just sort of you now spending the last period of this time burrow speeding my way up. Gotcha. Uh, then you can, yeah, pop out uh, right under him. Is is that sort of your play? I'm trying to pull him straight into the ground. Pull him straight into the ground. Give me a grapple check to to kind of do that. Because this, this other guard is going to be alerted to that. Behavior. It will. You'll get a chance to, to rush in as soon as you see that because they're going to be so surprised. Oh, I will. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, look at all those dice. 19. That's, that's, all right. I just rolled my attack because it's strength-based. Sure. Uh, with a 19, yeah, you're you're able to... He sort of goes, you hear Cryon, then you hear him go, wait, wait, what the... And then whoosh, pulled off of the edge of the log down into the ground itself. Uh, and that seems to be your cue. What would you like to do? Okay, so Cryon is going to tunnel underneath the material of this tent. Yeah, lots of tunneling. And he's going to stand in this corner right here, and he's going to play his ocarina, hoping that one of these two people head into the head into the tent to wonder what all the fuss is about. 
Excellent. Yeah, give me a give me a performance check. So what is what does performance generally uh, lean towards? What is that like? How you act? It's it's yeah. It's how you're actually acting or performing or or musical instrument. Uh, how you're sort of getting? Oh, okay. How how proficient you are with that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you get into the tent. Uh, someone goes, oh, what the? And is pulled underground. And as soon as that happens, there's music. It's not just an ocarina. It's a magical ocarina. Yes, you are playing your magical ocarina. Uh, did you want any special effects to go off as well with that? I didn't think so, but maybe. I don't I don't think so at this point. I don't think it necessarily benefits him to right. have special effects go off. All right. Here it is. I think. Isn't that lovely? I have an ocarina downstairs. I should I should always have a good day. I'll bring it next time, you guys. Nice. And fans of Lost might realize that that's a similar sort of tune. It was a bit more upbeat version of uh, of life and death than Lost. It was. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Thank you, Sam, for making those, by the way. That's awesome. Thank um, you, Sam Winning. Cool. All right, yeah, so you you play that. Uh, your performance role was excellent um, with a 17. Uh, immediately, everyone's attention draws to you. Uh, the guard sort of leaps up um, and is coming to the front of the tent, uh, throws back the, the flaps. What would you like to do? Okay, so I'm going to spend a key point. I'm going to use Step of the Wind. Okay. Take a disengage dash action to... Oh, wait. Oh, no, I don't need to jump. No, I don't need to do... I don't, I don't want to cancel back. Cancel the Step of the Wind. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to use Flurry of Blows. That was that was the one I was getting confused with. So Solid. I'm going to use this one. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, you have your main attack... And then Flurry of Blows will give you yeah. two more attacks. Yep. Right. So basically, that, that means as he comes in, without him being able to do anything, I can attack him three times. Is that right? Yeah, if you need it, even. Uh, so go ahead and roll one of your attacks, the martial attack. Okay, cool. As he comes in. 14 hits. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, yes, seven damage. Uh, so he steps in and he's like he's much taller than you he's looking around uh, you immediately elbow his knee so that he crumples to the ground uh, throw another attack oh I saw that try to be a nat 20 <laughs> 14 again will hit uh, and 5 then yeah the 5 uh, as he crumples to the ground on his knees ah, and you just kick him straight in the face uh, and he immediately goes unconscious falls backward you're able to run over him and out if you want, um, but you don't have to. You could stay there. Uh, and he would still have one more attack this turn, correct? With flurry of blows. Yeah, and you do still have one more attack if you want to rush up to this guy. Um, you could. So does that does that attack also include the move, or is the move part of the attack? Right, you can move in between your attacks uh, as a monk, which is 
always between most people can do that but okay uh so he's out that guy's out he's dumb he's unconscious yeah you cracked him in the knee and then immediately kicked him in the head he's already out okay cool yeah i'll i'll rush the uh you you had said that he was slightly injured this guy right he did seem that way yep i'll rush this guy and i'll use my very last attack on him all right come on big attack come on Oof. All right, you come uh, rushing out of the tent over, oh, just walking over the guy entirely. You come running up, uh, flying through the air, and just try to land a punch straight on him. And he's barely just able to get a shield up just in time. So your punch goes bang off of the shield. And at this point, everyone, uh, there needs to be a fight. So why don't we take a quick break, uh, get our juices either out or in, however you need to do that. And what? we mm. will come back. Mm. Uh, we will come mm. back rolling initiative. Mm-mm. Graphic. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, Keeping it sexy. Alright. See you guys in a second. This has been Dom and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main Dungeons and Dragons campaign, The Fates of Rin right here in the Goats and Dragons podcast feed. You can also check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play one-shots, shorter campaigns, as well as have conversations about D&D and role-playing in general. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Helpful Goat. And if you want to hear us play live, you can follow and subscribe to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash helpfulgoat. You can also chat with us and other Helpful Goat fans in our brand new Discord or donate to our coffee page to help us keep creating content by clicking the links in this episode description. And last but not least, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or Stitcher. We are a small independent game design firm and would really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.